Hi, and welcome to the 40 and Infertile podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, at 40 and Infertile on Instagram. I'm a fellow IVF patient, and this is where I share with you my fertility journey in my late 30s and 40s, while also providing you information to minimize your fertility struggles later in life. This is episode 25, and for this episode, we have a warrior story. And um, today we're going to be talking to Bringing Home Baby Backs, Alex. She shares with us her story and experience with adenomyosis, poor egg quality, nine egg retrievals, two transfers, and a cookie fundraiser. So um, we have a lot to cover today. Um, and I, I think it's important to share these stories because um, we can still learn from each other, um, even if we um, hear stories from people who are under 35. Um, I think we just assume that people who are under 35 are going to have a super easy time, and some will, um, but some won't. And for those of you who are under 35 and having a hard time, um, I don't want you to feel alone. And the whole reason for me starting this podcast was always so that, um, you know, people wouldn't feel alone. So know that you have support, know that you have others who are going through what you are going through and you can make connections, find support that way, um, find someone to talk to. But, um, you know, thankfully this community has been really, really great in connecting people. And so, um, if you want or need help connecting with someone, I'm happy to do my part, whatever I can do to help you. Um, but I think this is um, a really good thing to do to be able to kind of share all these different stories of people who are going through um, infertility. If you have not had a chance to connect with Alex, um, you're totally missing out. She is such a wonderful human being, and I am so lucky to have connected with so many awesome people. And you've heard so many of us talk about the kind and caring people we've met during this experience, and it's so, so true. Um, I've gotten lucky enough to meet a lot of these people um, just through, you know, Instagram, asking questions, commenting, and Alex is for sure one of these people. She's so kind, smart, caring, and hilarious. Like, she is so, so funny. We had a blast, and, um, you know, we also get real though. So as much as, you know, we like to just laugh and I think we kind of laugh in between the cries really <laughs> while we're going through infertility. I mean, I think that's the reality of it is that you kind of have to laugh between the cries because if you cry all the time, you know, it, you're going to have a really hard time getting through to the other side. And, you know, for us, we kind of try and, and I think, you know, for those of us who've been through this um, for a little bit longer, I think you kind of have to find some humor in some of this. So today we do laugh a little, but just know that we also get real and we talk about what it's like to have poor egg quality and we talk about what it's like to go through, um, you know, nine retrievals and we talk about what it's like to have experience loss. Um, we talk about what it's like to have to come up with the financial resources to, um, get through your treatments. So, I mean, we we talk about a lot. So it, it is a wonderful um, episode to kind of hear her perspective. Um, and heads up, as usual, we use strong language <laughs> because the reality is when you have infertility, you get angry. And sometimes an F-bomb just makes it all better. So um, just a heads up uh, for us, sometimes it can be very cathartic and uh, therapeutic. So um, 
maybe you don't want to play this um, in front of people who may not appreciate um, our level of therapy. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep the intro brief, as brief as I can keep it, because you know I'm a talker, um, because Alex has a lot to share, and I want you to hear it. And as usual, if you love what you hear, I'd love for you to share this episode, leave a five-star review and a written review to get this into more ears. And I'm so grateful for your support. And I have to give out um, a shout out to Cute for Fertility, Jen, uh, for becoming a monthly supporter. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so grateful for you and all your support. You've been so, um, so wonderful and such a great pillar for me. Um, you're definitely one of the people that I turn to um, most often. So thank you for being there in so many different ways. Um, and so if you haven't connected with Jen either, uh, reach out to her too. She's really awesome. She's one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Um, so you guys keep the requests coming, the suggestions coming. I want this to be a good resource for you. Um, I want you to be able to feel like you have a place you can go to, to find out information. And I will do my best to bring you the best possible resources, um, to help you along your own experience or along your own path. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. Just a quick reminder, I am not a physician and the information provided today is for educational and informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. So make sure that you consult with your own fertility doctor before choosing any medical therapies that may affect your fertility. Unfortunately, every person's situation is unique and it is vital that you discuss your own personal situation with your fertility doctor to decide what is the best course of action for you. Hey everyone, welcome back. And today I want to welcome my fertility twin, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> bringing home baby bags. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited for today. This is going to be awesome. I know. I'm so excited to talk to you. I think the last time we talked, we talked for like an hour or something. So Yeah, and that time flew by. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be good. I know. It's going to be so much fun. So I just want to thank you for being here. I know you have had a long journey as well. And mm -hmm. um, despite a few things that have kind of popped up, I think there's um, some good converse conversation we can have about some of the pros and cons that you've experienced um, along your journey. And then and you recently have gone through a couple of other procedures as well. So I kind of want to dig into that too. So let's get started with kind of how this all started for you. Like, where did this all begin? Yeah. So like, let's backtrack to 2018, like blast mm -hmm. from the past, way before the pandemic. Like it feels like a different <laughs> lifetime. Um, so I, I, uh, I teach high school band. So mm -hmm. we decided that we wanted to wait till we started to start trying until after I got my master's degree. So mm -hmm. we started trying, uh, I did a summer program and we started trying at the end of the summer program, just, you know, like, Hey, let's try for a couple months, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, uh, then we'll really, really start trying. Mm -hmm. So sweet summer child. You're so nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we, we about four months in, um, we got pregnant and, four months into trying like mm -hmm. and i was so excited like i was like oh my god like four months this took forever mm -hmm. thank god it's finally a miracle <laughs> again mm -hmm. oh so naive and so precious <laughs> um but so yeah so it was you know we were super excited because like all of my girlfriends like who had gotten married around the same time like we'd all started trying around the same time and like perfect we're all gonna have our babies like two months away away and this is just like so serendipitous and they're all gonna grow up together and have arranged marriages blah 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 all that stuff <laughs> right 
so, so that, you know, of course, like you make a plan and then like things go totally awry. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I ended up miscarrying at, uh, six weeks and, uh, my, my beta was on the lower side. So I don't know, like, I have no idea, like we didn't make it to find out like the gender. We didn't make it to find out like much, except for the fact that I just, I lost it. And mm-hmm. it was just, oh my God, it was so, it was so traumatic. It was so awful. And, but you know, we were like, okay, let's just pick ourselves up. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, it took us four months to get pregnant. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll, it'll only be a couple months until it happens again. Mm-hmm. So that was in July, August, like late summer of 2018. And how old were you and, at that time? Uh, not yet 30. Mm-hmm. How old am I now? I'm 32. So late 20s. Mm-hmm. I can't math right now. Yeah. 28 maybe? Yeah, <laughs> plus or minus. Oh yeah, no. 20, 29. I think I was 29. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's listening, you're probably judging my math. <laughs> I'm sorry, I teach music. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so now I was like, oh my, okay, yeah, no, I was probably 29 because I'm like, oh yeah, my mom was 29 when she had me. Like, how cute is that? Mm-hmm. Or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, moving on. Um, so we, you know, I ended up getting uh, getting a new job, moving, and we just had like kind of a whirlwind of a of a of, a, of the next year mm-hmm. of like the next calendar year, um, and like things still like weren't happening. So I went into like the fertility or not the fertility doctor, like to my regular doctor, and she tested all my levels. She's like, "Yeah, like you're fine. Like John's morphology was a little bit low, mm-hmm. but you're like you're you're fine." Um, so, well, you know, it's as soon as like 11 months hit, like she kind of like fudged it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a year. Mm-hmm. She's like, as soon as um, June rolls around, come back and like, we can get you signed up for a fertility doctor. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And I just had sort of a crazy start to the school year. Cause it's a new school and I'm mm-hmm. just like getting acclimated. And I just, I totally delayed starting things. And we got tested one more time and cause things still hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. So this was um, nearly a year and a half uh, later and we decided to go to a fertility doctor and we found um, one right in like right by us. Mm-hmm. And she is just a sweetheart, just a gem of a human, loved her from the start, still totally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was trying to figure out with like insurance and like, you know, what can we afford to do and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, she helped us walk through our options and we're like, you know what, let's just skip to IVF she's like yeah you'll, you're an easy case <laughs> again lol mm-hmm, right. <laughs> because like every like everything looks great like all of your scans look awesome like you look great john looks great blah 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 all this good stuff and so we decided to jump into ivf so i did a an hsg or an hsn with i think it was an HS, hsn i've done them both several times i just don't remember which one was the first one um to start us off into sorry hold on for those who don't know what's an hsg and what's an hsn so an hs <laughs> They're, they, they, they like look inside your uterus and I've had them both done like in close proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. So forgive me for not being super clear and maybe you can help me out with this. But I know one is where they like shoot like like saline. It's like a, one is a saline ultrasound where they just to make sure like they, they look to make sure that your tubes are clear, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And an HSG is along the same lines, but I know it's a little bit different. Yeah, that one's with X-ray. And a lot more painful. Yeah, that one's with X-ray, X-ray and then they put the dye up. And they shoot the dye through your uterus and it goes, checks your tubes. The dyes go through, the dye goes through your tubes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's just like the weirdest feeling. Like you feel like 
am I like incontinent? (laughs) It's just, it was weird. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. Like what is happening? What is my life? Um, so anyway, so like everything is good and we're like good to start our first round in February and, uh, super excited. And right. All my scans looked great. And they're like, Oh my God, like you're going to have like more than a dozen eggs. Like you're going to be one and done. Like we're so excited for you. And I'm like, awesome. They they said you're going to be one and done. And Oh my God. Not yeah. in that, not in that language, but they're like, you're okay. going to be, you're going to be an easy case. Yeah. Um, like, well, we expect this round to work for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer, um, because we get to retrieval and we got 16 eggs, like everything went perfectly. Everything went so smooth. And then we get home and I'm still recovering and I get a phone call the same day. And I was not expecting that. Cause I knew you're supposed to get a call like the next day for the fertilization report. So I get a phone call and my, it's my doctor. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, no, this is not supposed to happen. So she calls and she tells us out of our 16 eggs, zero eggs were mature. And I'm just, I feel like I got hit by a truck. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this like, is mm-hmm. this possible? Is this a thing? Like I've heard about failed yeah. IVF, but mm-hmm. good God, not mm-hmm. at this rate. Like this is insane. So she's like, yeah, like we can call, like we can have a, more of a follow-up later, but do you have any questions? I'm like, I don't even know what I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what to ask because I had no, like, I've never heard of this before. So like John and I were just completely deflated and just spent the rest of the day kind of crying on the couch. And so we, we had a follow-up with her and she's like, this is very rare. It happens sometimes you just had a bad batch. And I'm like, okay, that's horrible, but it is what it is. It happened. Let's move on like we can we we can try again so we we end up deciding to do a second round and we're all set to go for mm-hmm. april of 2020 <laughs> oh oh and then yeah i think then something happened around that time so, I, I, yeah i don't know something yeah. happened right yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> right the world decided to just like mm-hmm. just implode <laughs> so that's fun um, so, you know, we, we keep, we kept getting these updates like, okay, um, things should be open up again in April. Okay. Things should be open up again in May. We get a final phone call. Okay. Things will be open up in June. So by this time, like I'd been teaching at home, just, you know, trying to be as healthy as possible, going on nice long walks. It was a beautiful spring and eating super healthy and trying to c- control what I could control because that's mm-hmm. you know, what I do. <laughs> And so we get to this round in June and we had, I don't know, somewhere around 16, maybe 13, 15, 17. I don't know. I don't remember these uh, rounds at this point. And so we found out that out of that, we had one fertilized. And I was like, oh, okay. That's hugely disappointing because I worked really hard on my lifestyle. And I thought that that had an impact. I got that book. It starts with the egg. I did everything that it said. And it was just like, wait, this doesn't work. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is supposed to, this is supposed to happen. So it didn't. Um, and, you know, we end up fast forwarding and we ended up getting um, three embryos from it. A couple were late fertilizations and we tested them. And like, by all of the luck in the world, we had one normal embryo. And so we were just over the mood, happy tears. And so we decided to rinse and repeat for a third round because we wanted to bank embryos 
um, because, you know, it's always been our, our dream to have like two, three kids now. Mm-hmm. Well, now we'd be grateful for one, <laughs> but you know, we did the same thing for the second round or the, excuse me, the third round. And we tested and, you know, we got, we got two embryos again, miraculous. And one of them uh, ended up being normal. So we're like, okay, this is awesome. So that's July. And we were ready to like getting ready to transfer. And my RE was like, okay, let's do, let's do, um, an ERA, which is, uh, which, which tests how, like one, like how receptive you are. Like if you're like how much, uh, progesterone you need. So I ended up being receptive. So needed like a normal amount of progesterone. Um, and we, so that was in September and then in October we decided another round, let's do, let's do another round just because the way that clinic did like they worked with an out like a like another facility for their like transfers and retrievals so they were on their schedule so we had to wait till late fall to do a transfer anyway so like okay let's just squeeze in a retrieval um in in um in october and i i just want to make a quick note so we live in illinois and like we are like we hit the lottery in terms of insurance and then location. Um, we had, we, you know, and I, and I, and I recognize and I, and I acknowledge how fortunate we are, um, to have that privilege because it's not afforded to so, so, so many women and financial burden is a reality. And, you know, the more that we've done these recent add-ons and things that aren't included are in, in insurance, like the, the bills have skyrocketed. So I, I, it's just the financial burden is such a real part of it. Um, so, we uh we decided to do a third round that just completely failed so i was like oh a little surprised because i thought we'd found the magic cure but okay that sucks but let's just pick ourselves up and do a transfer in november and um that transfer failed and we were devastated because we were supposed to have our christmas miracle because this is in november um we're supposed to have this you know miracle baby and we're gonna you know we already knew how we were gonna tell our parents like we were picking out the christmas ornaments to like share with them and and it, and it didn't work. And it was like, how are we supposed to bounce back from this? So we, we decided to switch gears and like, uh, you know, recharge batteries and just focus on the holidays and doing zoom Christmas and like doing all of that crazy stuff. So, uh, then my insurance changed and it was this just giant nightmare. And, you know, we'd had uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and they made everything super, super easy. And it's an ours changed to Aetna. And I about lost my mind. I mean, I am on the phone with them every single time we have to do something with IVF because they just they just refuse to have any sort of mm-hmm. empathy for for mm-hmm. reproductive needs. Um, so that's super frustrating. So dealt with that at the the new year. And then we had fifth round in February, which failed. Then we went to go, and I'm just going to like rapid fire through the rest of this because, um, it's just sadness after sadness. Um, and then, in, so we're in 2021 now. And, and in, so February failed round, um, in, March, we decided to do go for another transfer, just like, okay, you know what, let's just do it. Like, we want to have kids, like, if we end up having one, it's fine. Um, I ended up having like a ton of fluid in my lining. So my doctor is like, you know what, we have one embryo. I'm not risking it. Let's cancel. It's not worth it. I know it's disappointing. I'm really sorry. But let's let's just cancel. And I said, Okay, that sucks. But okay. So we ended up getting pushed back for that was round. Oh my God. Round four, round five must've been, 
Oh my god, just like it all just like runs together. I, round five, I think, was our mini stim round, and I can't remember. I think that was maybe April or May or something. Um, and so we tried mini stim, and I got like nineteen eggs, and yeah, and it it failed. <laughs> like nothing fertilized. No, uh, no, excuse me, I take that back. Five fertilized, and nothing made it to blast. So at this point, did they pause and were they like, so this is like, I wonder why your eggs aren't fertilizing or because, you know, because you've had at this point like five rounds. Right. And so were they like, wait a minute. So maybe we should yes. talk about why, like at your WTF appointments or whatever. Did they ever talk about that? Yeah. Sorry. I, I just blew past <laughs> an enormous point. So after our fifth round, my RE is like, Alex. I know what's wrong. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> She's like, you have S you have smooth endoplasmic reticulum clusters. And I'm like, hold yeah. on, say that again. So it's this SERC stuff. And it goes by a bunch of different names, like SER, SER plus S like just a, a bunch of different ways to look at it. And so essentially what it is, and I know Annie is dealing with this too. And the way mine presents itself is the, the like the the eggs are really really fragile and they're really really fragmented and they look really really grainy like tiny little bubbles are in them and it's that's not you're not, not supposed to have that so it's really hard to see fertilization because you can't see the pronuclei you can't see that separation so like you know part of me is like you know the little devil on my shoulder is like there's eggs that fertilize mm. you just discarded mm -hmm. them and i'm like no i gotta mm -hmm. trust i gotta trust my doctor but <laughs> but it's just uh, that's so that's just super scary and also i wanted to mention that you know it's pretty common to do ICSI. so we tried to do ICSI my first round and like they all like the the eggs just collapsed and no one knew the wiser like they tried ICSI on i think they tried ICSI on every single one of them and it didn't work for any of them because they're just so fragile because of this SERC stuff. So, um, so we knew about that from round five. And so we decided to like adjust. So how did you know they collapsed? Did the embryologist tell you or who told you that they just kind of like collapsed? Yeah. So the, the embryologist talked to the head embryologist who talked to my RE and, and I, and I don't remember who, it was my RE who told us this after the first round that failed, like that same day. She's like, stuff just, they just didn't mm -hmm. look good. And then at, the, at our WTF appointment, she was like, they, 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 she was like, Ryan, the embryologist who is just God's gift to man. He's such an awesome guy. He was like, um, yeah, so they just look really bad. <laughs> just like, trying to be super, super yeah. delicate about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So I'm like, I'm like patient zero over here with this egg quality stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So they, you know, we're all doing research, like all looking at this stuff. And, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, I, I tried to be, I, you know, I try not to be that person who was like, but have you tried this? What about mm -hmm. this? And like, I don't ever want to be like, you know, whatever. But I like went ham on researching SCRC and I sent a bunch of articles to my doctor. I'm like, what do you think? And what are your thoughts? And so we, we, we came to the conclusion that these eggs will have, you know, these embryos will, although they are PGT normal, they will likely have a harder time implanting because they don't have the energy to stick. I'm like, well, that's wildly disappointing. <laughs> so we went through uh, rounds uh, five, six, and seven with my first doctor. Yep. And 
then we had a transfer in July of 2021. And I'm like, you know what, this is it. This is totally it. We're bringing home our little one. And by, by this point, we, so I'm like all, like all over the place. Like all of this stuff is like coming back to me, <laughs> um, but we'd had like all of these like second opinions with other doctors and like zoom consults. And I'd probably spoken to like four or five other doctors to, to just to confirm, like, is this what you think? Because there's just like not a ton of research out there. And like, it took my doctor so long to figure out what it was because it's just not that it's not super common. I mean, it is common to have it in like in some eggs, but for it to be as comprehensive and in as many eggs, like all of mine, as it was, as it were, it was just insane. So, you know, we, through her, we, we retrieved, oh my gosh, I don't know about a hundred eggs and two of which were normal eggs. The rest were abnormal SERC. One of the two normal eggs turned into a PGT normal embryo and the other PGT normal embryo came from a shitty egg. So that's super fun. Um, so we were, I mean, we were just like, we were totally devastated and we, you know, we, we were visiting friends last summer. We visited two, uh, two, uh, couple friends of ours, at different, uh, in different States and everything. And it was all during the two week wait and, or before transfer or sometime around we were, we were doing PIO and like, like they're all like so supportive and like cheering us on. They're like, you can do this. Like it's time for shots. Like you got this. And one of them is an IVF warrior and she's become like my sister. And I love this girl to bits and pieces. And it was just so nice, like being with her essentially up until beta day, like, and we flew home and then the next day was beta and then our world came crashing down. Um, and I don't know, I feel like, I, I felt like after that, that, tr that failed transfer and those seven failed rounds of IVF, well, two, seven rounds of IVF, two of, of which only worked. I just, I felt like something shifts in me. I felt I, I just, I am a very positive, very sunny person, uh, very happy, very outgoing. Um, but just something sort of like a, like a dark cloud really started to settle over us. And I like starting the school year was really, really hard. And I was just tough to get the energy up and, you know, all like all the energy that it takes to do this job. Like I just didn't have it. And like little things at work were really sending me over the edge, which is, which had never happened before or things between John and me. Like I would, I'm just, I just have a hard time handling. And I just, I don't know, I felt like a different person. So we decided to switch clinics and, um, switch to a clinic that has a large lab and a lot of, uh, technology. And we wanted to try some new stuff. Like we wanted to try Omnitrope. We wanted to try, um, like gold media and, um, something else that I, is escaping me. Just like some other stuff that we could add on and see if we could help these little eggs. Um, so ended up doing, I don't remember how we primed. Wait, how did you find this lab? Like, how did you know that this lab did all this fancy stuff? So they're a pretty well-known lab in Chicago or pretty well-known clinic in Chicago. Oh, okay. And, um, I've, I know four or five other people who have gone through them. And I think all four of them had success through this clinic. So I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Like maybe this is the ticket. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Like I, and, and we, we sobbed when we left, when we told our old doctor that we were switching because I, I, I love her. I love her team. She's just an incredible human being. And the rest of the team is just like, I, I truly love them. Like I would, like I would talk to, the PA about her kids who 
like are in, you know, middle school and we talked about like school stuff. And I just, I don't know. It was just, they, like, I could tell they like really, really cared. And so it was, it was really hard to say goodbye. Um, and they're like, she was like, there's no hard feelings. Like, I want you to be a mom. I want you to have your baby and I support whatever means you need to do to do this. So if you ever, like the door is always open. If you want to ever come back, like you're more than welcome to do that. So it made me feel good that it wasn't like bitter or whatnot. Um, so we go to this new clinic and we're very clear about like, like, okay, this, uh, we've been through seven rounds, two failed transfers. And the doctor that I'm with now was like, okay, we can get you pregnant. Like you're like, you have a lot of follicles. There's no reason we can't get you pregnant. I'm like, okay, awesome. That's great news. So we, I, I don't remember how we primed, but, uh, we ended up doing this you know, pretty, I, I think it's called a flare protocol, I think, but that's whatever the protocol is where you start super, super high and then drop it down really, really low. Well, like low-ish, but I was doing like 475 gonal oh. and like 225 menopure mm. or something like just t like it would take me 20 minutes to do my meds mm -hmm. and I would time it like to, to, like time to beat because I'm competitive <laughs> and, like if I can win at anything it's gonna be how fast I can do my meds I'm clearly failing at everything else so oh, be fast no. <laughs> god I was so pathetic yeah uh, yeah so, uh, so we were, you know, very clear with them, like ICSI does not work for us. Like it has, like it failed miserably the first round. Like we do not want to do ICSI. Um, and there was just a lot of miscommunication up until literally I was like under anesthesia about, well, we'll do, we'll do one or we'll do 1% or we'll do five. And I'm like, no, do zero. And she, so she asked, she's like, I want to do I, I want to see what it looks like. I'm like, fine, you get one egg. You get mm -hmm. one egg to ICSI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sh sure enough, that ICSI egg failed and the rest of the round failed. And we stemmed for like cra something crazy, like 16 or 18 days or oh, something wow. like extremely long. And mm -hmm. it's just like, that's, that's just way too long for my super delicate eggs. And so it was a little frustrating. Um, so uh, then we went into, so that was, oh my gosh, that was October. And we decided to, um, I didn't want to do another round in December because, uh, December is a crazy month for teaching. And my husband and I, um, we just came, we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to an all-inclusive adults only resort. And we bought these tickets in April mm -hmm. <laughs> before like all the shit hit the fan. Yes. Um, and so we're like, you know what? We're going to, going to Mexico in December. This has been something that we've been working for and, and looking forward to. Like, we just want to have a great trip. And I want to, like, the only decision I want to make is, like, what flavor margarita am I drinking yes. that day? Yes. It was, like, Amen. the best. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was so great. So we recalculate and I get back on, like, you know, better eating habits and all that when I come back. And we did our, um, our ninth round uh, in February. And... A little bit, you know, tamer protocol. Uh, we had been doing Omnitrope, HGH, and just running all over the Chicagoland area trying to get it at the last minute. Like, that was that was truly chaotic. So um, we were doing Omnitrope with rounds eight and nine, and, you know, again, round nine failed. And, like, we, we had... For round nine, we had 40 eggs <laughs> and I, oh my gosh. I had 60 at baseline and, or 60 at like, like when they were looking at follicles, like right at the, it's like CD1 baseline or whatever, or CD3, I had 40 eggs. Oh my gosh. Like, are you like, are you kidding me? Like, where does this come from? Cause I, I've normally gotten between like 13 and 19 yeah. but to have like double that. So John and I are like, 
and I are like, okay, this is totally our ace in the hole. Like, yeah. this is this is it. There's no way that we can go from forty to zero. Like, there, that's no way. Ah, learned mm. <laughs> so learned a, a lesson. So, of these forty eggs, we found out that five fertilized, and they were look. I think five. Nah, <laughs> like numbers like are all like fake to me now. A couple fertilized, and then then they called us on day two or day three I think it must have been day I don't know it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um but we found out that 15 were in the running and we're oh. just like sitting there like happy tears yeah so, like, we try you know we kept that to ourselves like we didn't want to share that just mm-hmm. because like maybe this is it mm-hmm. and like we called our parents and they were just sobbing they're like this is it like you you did it like you're finally at the end and then we get that that awful awful call and update on um, on day six that there's, that there's nothing. Mm. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's exhausting. So we'd at this point done ERA, I've done Emma and Alice to see like, check out, checking out to make sure like all my levels are okay. Like, like, you know, that vaginal and uterine health are all good. And of course everything is great. Everything looks wonderful. Um, and we're, we're like, meanwhile, like we've been processing with my wonderful therapist, like, how, how, like, how do we get through this? And we're exhausted. And John's been done for forever. Like he's been so, he's been, he's like, I'm over it. Like, I want to be a dad. Like I, at this point, like, I don't, I don't care how we get there, but he's been very sweet about letting me process the fact that like, we're likely going to be sacrificing my genetics. And it's been a long road to walk. Um, and I'm definitely feeling open and comfortable about moving on from that. And it's, I, I didn't think I'd get there and it's taken a long, long, long time. So we're, we've decided that this round is our last round and we go in July. Um, so we, uh, um, Annie, uh, lucky baby lamb and Jen Q for fertility, both were posting about this like thing called PRP. And I'm like, what is this PRP? And so we were, we were talking about it and they, they, you know, I knew that they had poor egg quality and, um, it, it, I saw them both have, you know, good news and then have it have a positive effect for them. And I'm like, holy crap, maybe this is it. So, you know, I ended up being able to do, you know, like, thank God for just such like generous and wonderful and such helpful, helpful people out there making this, dream a reality for us to do PRP, um, on top of, you know, we did this awesome cookie fundraiser and I'm just so grateful to everybody who like, who decided to help out and, and, and donate and uh, get a dozen cookies, um, to help us afford to do the rest of PRP and all of the travel and lodging and all of the stuff, um, that's involved with it. So during my first round of PRP on Las Vegas, uh, my doctor, the doctor who did the procedure super, super awesome he saw adenomyosis and I'm like, I've literally never heard this word before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, why, like, why am I learning all of these new things? I don't, I'm yeah. going to stop learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop learning. I'm done learning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm drugged up. Like I am hardcore, like, cause yeah. I, I didn't go under anesthesia. So I just did the IM and whatever other like fun drugs. So I'm just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he started to explain this stuff to me 
And he's like, okay, great. So you can go on Lupron Depot. It's about a three month protocol. You take one shot per month and it's really easy. I can hook you up with a pharmacy to get it. And it's much cheaper than, you know, other options. And I'm just like, okay, wait, wait, wait. you need to bring my husband in and he's going to write this down because yeah. there's no way I'm going to remember any right. of this. Um, so long story long, uh, we end up going on Lupron Depot to try to calm down um, uh, the, the, the ADNO. And which is like people, you know, I've heard people refer to it as Endo's evil twin mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, yeah, it's like all up in your lining. Like it's like this white thing right there. That's the Adno. I'm like, cool. How long has that been lurking in the corner? Like, that's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've we've done. So at this point, we've done um world's longest intro <laughs> we, we, here's my here's my book it's like my novel it's, the, it's those heavy books that they keep on the bottom of the shelf oh my gosh the stop ones. oh god so we've done two lupron depot shots and i'm currently like right now like like extremely warm from it because we just said did the last shot last oh, week no. so I, i'm like i'm i'm wearing sweatpants so i can like roll up the sweatpants when I get super hot and overheated. And then like, I'm like, so when you see me like, like move, like shifting around, if you hear me shifting around, it's because I'm like trying to adjust because I get super, super hot. And then I get super, super cold. Yeah. And so my, my students have noticed this and they're like, you're walking around with a sweatshirt, but you just had your sleeves like kind of rolled up. Like what's going on? I'm like, I just like the building's crazy. Or like, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah. Like the art wing is like super warm. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's totally what it is. Oh, God help me. Um, <laughs> or, like, I literally have my tea and, like, a cold Diet Coke sitting on my corner over here. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. No, no, no. Oh, God. So, so we've done we've done two shots of Lupron Depot, and we've done two rounds of PRP, and we have one of each left. And then we're going to do our final round, and we're just, we're toast. Like, John and I are fried. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like... I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. Mm, I'm over mm -hmm. it. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. So we're, 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 we're ready to, we're ready to move on. Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're just so excited to be parents. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're mm -hmm. just, we're just so excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a oh. lot to, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. Uh <-huh. laughs> My poor therapist. I know. No, no, no. I mean, like, like seriously, all of us are like, we all have these like crazy stories of you know, like uh, all our different cycles yeah. and kind of what happened and all the like yeah. stuff that's shifted in us along our like journeys. So I, yeah. I totally get it. Like, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit, like back to your first mm -hmm. round, like when you first started, like how did, cause you had, it sounded like you had some knowledge going into your first round. So yeah. So did you just like look a bunch of stuff up or do you feel like your clinic did a good job kind of educating you on the process or how did that come about? Yes to both. Like hard yes to both. Like the my, my first clinic, uh, we when we did our med teach, um, I remember taking like uh, like taking half a day off of work. And they're like, there's no way I'm going to need it all. But just in case yeah. I needed it all <laughs> because the, the, the med teach like took, I don't know, probably took an hour and a half or so because mm -hmm. they were they were thorough. Like mm -hmm. they went through like this is a needle like that <laughs> level of like. Yeah. And I told the nurse and I was like, you need to hold my hand. I'm a very smart person, but just emo I just need to be there for us emotionally. Yeah. And so she like we go through it all once and I'm just like. 
how am I supposed to remember all of this? Mm. And John's like, oh, I got this. For Menopure, you do this. Mm-hmm. You use the Q-cap and you butt it up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so he was my, my little mixologist um, when we started doing Sims. And mm-hmm. he's so cute. Like he, like he wants to help and he wants to be part of the process because mm-hmm. he knows it's my body that's getting, you know, totally like scienced. Yes. And, he's just there as like a passenger in this roller coaster through hell. And so he's been like, he's so helpful, like wherever he can be. And he does like, he takes care of mixing all the meds and prepping all the meds and like doing all that stuff and setting all the 15 alarms we need. Um, But so like um, getting back to the, getting back to the original question, um, they were, they were really thorough, but like, like most of us, I am like, horrifically type a Mm -hmm. and so like i sat down with dr google um in those six weeks or so before we started and i just i read everything that i possibly could have i found you know articles and i watched videos and that's when i decided to start my my second instagram account and at that point i was you know i was private i was anonymous because like i didn't know just how powerful this community was um And so I just started following some, you know, some larger accounts and, you know, watching their stories that they'd saved about like all the stuff that they've been through. So like Insta has been just a huge resource. Um, So I I know I really felt like like we, we were we were given a lot of good information to start, but there's just so much knowledge. And like there's so many people who have done so many rounds out there that it was great to get that second perspective well that's like well you know like like the 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 personal perspective as opposed to like the you know dr google or journal of reproductive medicines medicine answers it was just nice to see the human beings going through it yeah i mean i i wish on my first round i had known about all this instagram stuff because i had no clue and so i went into it just with like zero like and i also i don't know if you did you search for did you do a second opinion or anything for your first uh doctor or did you just go for it we just went for it she came highly recommended and we loved her from the start i was like will you adopt me like i love my mom But will you adopt me? <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I didn't, I, because our, like, our health system had this like IVF branch arm, whatever you want to call it, and they're like, okay, so I, we think you need a fertility consultation, so here, go here. So I was like, okay, sure. And then I did like a little googling myself, and I was like, uh, they're okay, but I didn't know. I was like, well, at the time, I had no idea. There's like all these different protocols and all these different things you could do so I'm like how how different could it be how like it's probably okay I'm like yeah it should be fine and right. they're good ish <laughs> you know so I'm like <laughs> that's a ringing yeah yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> I'm like they seem good ish so I'm sure it'll be fine and then like my experience was totally not fine <laughs> Like it was <laughs> right. the opposite of fine. And um, but yeah. like my expectation, like I thought there w- there was a small portion of my brain that thought maybe this couldn't work. But the rest of my brain was like, well, everybody succeeds at IVF. So like, I think this will be OK. And then like partway through when like none of my eggs wanted to fertilize and when like like or I got like two blasts and then they just all came back like they're like 
multiple abnormalities. It's like the list of all the chromosomal abnormalities. It was like, you know, it's like a stupid cartoon or something where you like look at it and it's like you flip the thing open and you're like, it keeps going. Like, yeah. I didn't know there were so many chromosomes, right? Yeah. It's like the, it's the scroll that you open up <laughs> yes. and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. wait a minute. I'm like, this is probably not normal. And so, like, I was like, oh, right? So I'm like, oh, so cool. Like, this is not good. And um, so, like, I just had no clue. And just like you, and I think a lot of us, like, if you listen to all these stories, a lot of us are like, oh, we thought this was a sure thing. Like, once you sign up for IVF. IVF is the answer. Yes. It'll fix everything. It can overcome everything. That's the solution. I remember when I was younger, too, like, in my 20s, I remember people would ask me, like, oh, when are you going to have kids? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you know, like you, I was like, I want to finish yeah. school. I want to do this stuff for my yeah. career first. And then, and then I remember I, I would always say this. I'm like, there's always science. Cause I thought that that was the yeah. cure all. I was like, there's always <laughs> science. Right. I like, yeah, I know. Eat my words at this point. I was like, well, there's always science. No, but really. Yeah. You know, no, I totally get it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I had, I wish I would have found all this Instagram stuff like during that first round to like set me straight. You know what I mean? Or at least helped me with my expectations because my expectations were way off and it didn't help that my clinic didn't help me set the right expectations. And it sounds like, right. Like, did you, your clinic sounds like maybe they set, they set some expectations for you or did you feel like you still didn't have a good idea of what the expectations would be? Oh, we felt like we were every everybody thought that I like there were no warning signs that I was going to be special. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the our biggest thing was, well, John, your morphology is a little bit low. Like it's at it's at three percent and it really should be at about four. And so, like, I was panicked. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, what if this doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you're so sick. <laughs> um, but, it, like, because you just, like, it, like there was there was nothing. Like, like AMH was great. Mm-hmm. Um, FSH, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a little, like, little tiny baby bit of hypothyroid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, nothing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. on, like, the littlest bit of Synthroid just mm-hmm. for funsies yeah. just to make sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, like, lick it but, every day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I look at it, yeah. if I think about it, <laughs> right? you're like, ah, there we go. Got it. Just lick it. <laughs> right. Right. It's like the essence of Synthroid. Kind of like how like LaCroix is like the essence of flavor. LaCroix is if like water looked at a watermelon. <laughs> like, that's what that is. <laughs> And we still drink it. We still love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. God. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, God. So you get yeah. a little bit, you get a little taste of Synthroid. And so, like, right. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, like, yeah. everything seemed fine. So you're like, cool, great. Yeah. We're like on track. And then you're like, oh, okay. Right. But, like, I. And then your world comes crashing down. Like, you feel like you just got hit over the head with a sledgehammer. You're like, or um oh god what is the saying um you look you you go to cross the street and you look both ways and then you get hit by a plane oh my god <laughs> have you heard that no like, but I'm, it I totally, totally makes sense though because it's true right 
Like right. that's what that's what infertility feels like. You're like, cool, yep. everything's all good. And then something like adenomyosis, because that happened to me too. So like I'm trucking yep. along, right? Like I'm trucking along and I finished my first cycle and um, I'm preparing for another cycle. But this is probably like a year and a half, maybe two years from my first cycle. And because uh-huh. like the pandemic happened and then I was kind of trying out different doctors and then I go to my current doctor and I remember like the first appointment she does the ultrasound she's like have you heard of adenomyosis and I'm like uh kind of like the word sounds familiar but like aside from that you know whatever and she's like has anyone told you I've had adenomyosis and I'm like um no (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm like are you telling me this now (laughs) like are you telling me (laughs) Is this what yeah. telling me? <laughs> like, is this what's Stop happening? With yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, it looks like it's at least moderate. And then, so I, I don't know if where your head went, but my head went to like, well, who missed it? Like, that's what, like, that's yes. where my head went was yeah. like, well, who missed it? Because I know I saw someone like six months ago and nobody said anything. Yeah. And I, so I'm like, and she was so diplomatic about this like so I was like so because I'm trying like to not be a jerk right for sure yeah so I'm like so is there any chance that this could have popped up in the last six months right Right. (laughs) and like that like it just happened in the last six months and didn't happen before that Mm -hmm. and she's like it could (laughs) I'm like (laughs) I'm like I feel like you're being really really nice right now yeah (laughs) I feel like maybe like we're being extra nice and I don't know I may have been reading too much into it because I wanted to be like it was your fault but I'm trying to like not be a jerk about it but like she's like well you know it could these things can happen you just never know and you know because you don't ever know you know and like you know she was just so nice about it and I'm like okay I'm just I'll just let it go but I was I was like Part of me felt validated, like, yes, there's something I can attribute this to. Mm -hmm. And it's not just me, you know, like, because that's what it feels like. Right. Uh Like, it's just me. And now I can blame something. I can blame this thing for all of my problems. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then she's like, well, there's a chance you might have endometriosis, too, because the two are tied together. Like, uh, not always, but typically those who have one also have the other kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh my gosh could this be the reason why all of this is happening could this be the reason why I'm such a failure right because that's my brain that's where my brain goes because you feel like a total failure right yeah like this is the reason why I'm a failure it can't Mm -hmm. just be me right and um and so like I felt like finally I have an answer but at the same point in time you're like you don't want something to be wrong right because then you have to try and fix it and what if there is no fix right then you're kind of back to where you were in the beginning where you feel like well fuck right (laughs) yeah like the the desire to find answers is completely conditional upon finding out answers that can be fixed (laughs) like i don't want to know i don't want to know that it's something that it's like well you're fucked (laughs) yeah i know about that I don't want to know I want it to be like oh you just have to wish upon a star yeah. <laughs> like yes. oh is that what I yes. okay yes <laughs> no totally right okay. 
So I so I was just sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like I feel like I have something, but it didn't matter because I did like I did one cycle and got one normal embryo and then did two other cycles and got zero normal embryos. And like it probably feels this way for you too when you have like abnormal like when you have abnormal eggs it just feels like well I feel like a failure and then I feel like there's like I can't control it like it just bugs me that I cannot fix it that I can't control it and that I know there's like some of these things you could do like I tried PRP as well and like so I'm like I'll try all of that stuff but I just it's so frustrating sometimes because you're like you can't like you're limited in the number of things you could do. You can take all the supplements, you could do the PRP, you could do all this stuff, but there's no guarantee that it's all, right. you, you know what I mean? Well, in IVF, there's no guarantee mm-hmm. for anything, which I am also learning. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know yeah. how you feel about, about having like poor quality eggs. Like if you feel the same way. Oh God, it's exhausting. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I feel angry and I, and I, and it's taken a long time to uncover like what emotion it is and mm-hmm. it's it's anger um and I'm frustrated and you know and like my, a couple of doctors have like straight up asked me they're like so did your mom <laughs> did your mom live by a nuclear power plant oh. when she was pregnant <laughs> with you okay it's like what yeah <laughs> like is that seriously like what we're what we're resorting to yeah the answer is no but good god like i just (laughs) uh is this like it just seems like so far-fetched and yeah and like from day one of finding out that it was this serc stuff Mm -hmm. like from day one my doctor was very very clear she's like you did not cause this like there is nothing that you possibly could have done to cause this this happened when your mom was pregnant with you and it may have just been a developmental abnormality. It may have been something that she did. It's very likely that it wasn't, but I don't know. It's just like, I just feel like a failure. And I look at all of like my girlfriends who have gotten, you know, who we, you know, we all graduated from undergrad together. We all got married around the same, within like the same 18 months or so. Like we all started trying around the same time and, like all of them have children Mm -hmm, (laughs) it's it's just so like I just feel like I just feel like such a statistic and Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel left out and I'm angry and like I know that I'm gonna be an amazing mom and John's Mm -hmm. gonna be a phenomenal dad and Mm -hmm. I just I want to be like I just I want it so bad that it hurts and I want to be a part of the club and I just feel like I feel like I'm not and I feel like I can't and no matter how, like you were saying, like, no matter how hard you try, it's like, well, it could work, but it might, might not. And yeah, you know, we're totally going into this round with like the premise of this, you know, should this work X, Y, Z, but statistically it won't. So mm-hmm. we're preparing ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm happy that we're going through this 10th round. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that we've had the chance, got, you know, God bless Illinois and fertility, you know, mandated fertility yeah. coverage geez louise but i I just i'm I'm grateful to have the opportunity to grieve this process and say Mm -hmm. like say goodbye to it it's kind of like this is us final season you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 say goodbye to the characters no spoilers the last episode was garbage but that's for another that's for another (laughs) time do you watch this is us no i have well i'm i'm waiting to just stream the whole thing because i hate waiting for episodes so i'm like i want to binge yeah i want to binge watch the whole thing so (laughs) okay 
wonderful. Well, then, and, and I won't give out any spoilers or anything. But anyway, so it feels like you're you're able to like grieve your loss and say good say all yeah. your goodbyes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and you know, do like doing like all the things. It's it's exhausting because we've been yeah. trying to do all the things yeah. since December of twenty. 19 and that's that's a long time ago and yeah. and i am i am i have i you know i've met with amy rapp and she's been just a godsend with insight and i am i every day i wake up wanting to try and do my best to eat well and eat drink plenty of water but i'm just i'm emotionally tapped that like last night i got home and i just i feel like shit from this loop on depot stuff i'm like the last thing i want to do is make a a um fertility friendly meal and I, and I'm, and I'm crabby and I'm overtired and it's been a long school year. So we ordered deep dish pizza and I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to feel bad about it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't sit like I'm, I'm taking all the supplements. I'm doing PRP. I, 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 we tried acupuncture and it just wasn't, wasn't for, wasn't for me. Um, and you know, I feel like I'm doing everything I can, but at this point it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so tired and it's it. The marathon is, it's exhausting. And, and then there's the guilt of like, well, you, like you've been eating fine, but your sugar intake has been pretty high lately. So you are not going to have your own genetic genel children. Like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just tiring. It's just, it, it's exhausting. And it's just, ugh, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know, like what I find is that like, I'm simultaneously like exhausted, but also stubborn because I'm competitive yeah. too, right? So I'm super stubborn. Yeah. So I was like a p competitive athlete. So I'm like, I don't quit easily, but like no. I'm, yeah, I'm simultaneously stubborn and also extremely exhausted. And it's like, you run out of gas and you're just so angry and you're just so fed up. But then at the same time, you're like, as you're tired and angry about everything, you're Googling about all the things you can try to improve your egg quality, right? Like how insane is that? Like, and I'm just like, I'm like, screw all of this. I hate this. This is the worst. But let me see what else I can do to make this better. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Oh my what God. am I doing? We're, We're the same person. No. I, like, how does that make any sense? But I'm like, this is stupid. This is bullshit. Like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this make to myself? Done. Yes. But how much coke you tell you? <laughs> <laughs> but what's PRP? And how much is it? And when can I do it? <laughs> Not if, but when. Yeah. When I'm going to do it and who does it? And when can I schedule a consult? Yeah. Yeah. But also screw all of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately, that has literally happened. Like, that has happened to me. I'm sitting here oh pissed at the world. I'm just angry, right? This is stupid. Fertility is dumb. Yeah. I hate all this stupid yeah. stuff. Or I guess yeah. not fertility, but infertility is dumb. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. why am I doing like all this stuff? I'm taking. I'm tired of taking freaking <laughs> supplements. It's stupid. But I need to reorder my supplements because I'm out. <laughs> so I need to go and reorder my supplements because I'm out of them. But these are stupid and I hate taking them. And also, what else can I do for egg quality? Let me order this book. <laughs> Now let me order this other book and let me read about this diet. But you know what? Screw it. This is dumb. So please express shit by Chinese herbs. <laughs> How fast can I get them? Yeah, right. 
real. I don't I don't know why that happens, but it does. But I'm just like, I'm so tired of it. But I do the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I earned my freaking pizza. Like, I'm just so tired of it. I'll just freaking take an extra CoQ10 or something. Like, whatever. Like, I'll drink another extra thing of water. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'll drink matcha green tea, okay? Like, there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll drink decaf coffee tomorrow. It all balances out. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, you really do because you're just like... I just, you just want yeah. some joy. You're like, can I just mm-hmm. have something that I can like enjoy? Because you feel so deprived, or at least I do. I feel yep. deprived. Yes. And yep. I'm, that's yeah, why we I, haven't had a we haven't had a win since June of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll have gone over two years without potential good news. Like, what? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it feels that way when you've taken hit after hit after hit. And like, yeah, I'll get back up. Like, I'm one of those people. Like I said, I was like an athlete. Right. So I know how to play injured. Like I can play injured. I know how to get back up and like keep going. I might limp or whatever, but I'll get up. I'll get up and keep going. It's no problem. But at the same point in time, I'm really freaking tired. And I want, like, I want something to celebrate. Like, whether it's a freaking pizza. Like, I'll take a freaking pizza. Like, we're, you know, we get to the point where, like, you know what? We'll we'll take the joy from having a pizza. We will take the joy from, like, a glass of wine or a margarita or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's just, like... I, th- I think just this whole process, this whole experience just does that to you. It just like sucks the like joy out of you. Like not to be like a total Debbie Downer or whatever, but like it does. But at the same time, it totally yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. And then oh, like. Oh gosh. And, and like growing up, like I, I feel like I learned because I, I, I teach music. So I, you know, going to my private lessons and then working with my lesson teacher in college it was like here are all the things you're bad at and you just yeah. get used to hearing like right. all of your deficiencies week after week and you yeah. just accept that that's normal right like, right right like so i was a gymnast right so they just like yell at yeah. you all the oh, time God. right so yeah. i'm just like cool got it fix this okay do it again okay right. do it again they're like same thing they're like this is wrong 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 you're like cool that was one less than last time so yeah i guess i'm getting better <laughs> and, but then like the, the, the do it again perspective like try again practice mm-hmm. again do another mm-hmm. run of this try mm-hmm. to flip again or mm-hmm. like, the things that you get gymnasts and are do yes. are it's it's truly incredible like it's it's i wasn't oh that goodness. good <laughs> But still, girl, I can't. I can't even cartwheel. Like I'm lucky if I can bust out a somersault. Like that's what we're dealing with over here. Most but I can't play music, so toast. Okay, so we're even. But like that's oh, like God. you're just like you know. So I feel like I'm used to that. Like get back up, do it again, do it again, do it again. But I there's something about this process that I feel like is so much different. Like I think because of the emotional part of it like with pregnancy loss and with like I think everything hanging on this one thing like all this comes to when they do your PGD testing or waiting for the blast like you gotta you're like I just need to get to the blast I gotta wait to get to the blast and once they get to the blast then we'll know and then once we get to the PGD testing or you gotta get to the beta or whatever you know what I mean And it's just so much wrapped into this one moment. It's like having, it's like playing your championship or 
playing a really important concert like every two weeks and all of it matters Mm -hmm. and all of it's a big deal Mm -hmm. and that can make or break your career kind of thing every like Mm -hmm. two weeks doing that you know because you're like cycle after time yes and I think that's probably what the difference is that makes it so hard for us because like every single one counts and especially for people like us who have poor egg quality every egg counts like every Mm -hmm. potential blast counts because that's a potential like genetically normal embryo that we can get and the less we have the harder it is and obviously but like you know when you just know that only such a small percentage of the eggs that you get can be good it's just like everything hangs on just this like thread you know what I mean and it's so absolutely do yeah and so like I think during this process too you were talking about your therapist at what point were you like okay it's time for me to get some extra support for all of this because it's just a lot that's a good question um I like so so my 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 parents divorced when I was young and like they had us go talk to someone um to process that that grief so I've like I've been like open to like talking to people throughout like my entire life just through like various stuff just you know like hey college is really hard like let's go talk to someone to process it or like you know, being an adult is hard and I'm struggling with my first job. Like, let's talk to someone. So like, it's a, it doesn't take a lot for me to like go see a therapist because I think it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of value in talking to like a third party who is not, who doesn't have any stakes in the game. Like, of course, John, you know, John and I talk through everything and I tell my mom everything, but there's just something a little bit different about having that other person so I I'm trying to I'm trying to remember uh, and we, we were looking it, it, it did take me a little bit of time to find my therapist um, because I wanted someone who had um, uh, experience with infertility and I was like this would be great and the one my clinic recommended my insurance didn't cover and I'm like we yeah we can't afford to do you know 150 bucks every single week like I would love to but we just we just can't we can't do that so hey guys I hope you're enjoying the episode so far we're just gonna take a quick break so don't go anywhere we'll be right back back to our episode we um we ended up through a connection that I had through um uh someone that I used to work with um she put me in contact with my therapist and like this woman is like my godsend like I've we've only ever spoken on zoom so I've never seen her feet which is weird it's like <laughs> like that's I guess that's normal <laughs> you know it's like that's zoom (laughs) um (laughs) so like part of me is like while we're talking like i i feel my i can hear myself wondering like is she tall (laughs) you know is she how tall is she but uh, that's neither here nor there um but anyway so she she's she's awesome and she you know she's been through infertility herself and she's just been such an awesome resource to help process and i can get technical and you know, she understands like the grief of going through IVF and her, you know, her, her kids are IVF babies. And it's just, it's so nice to talk to someone who has that specialty and who has that level of empathy. Um, I mean, it, it, 
so I, I guess from start to finish, um, probably about a year, which was way longer than I wanted. Like I was ready to start talking to someone within the first like couple months or so, just because it wasn't going super well. Um, but by the time like we actually found her and got on the books, it was, yeah, it was probably about a year. Um, and I don't look back and, and I, and I, and I, and I want to keep talking with her for the rest of my life because uh she's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> no and I think that's so great that you found someone because I just think it's so important I, I think some people hesitate mm-hmm. because I don't know that they see the benefit to talking to someone like outside of your circle but I really do think that it is so helpful to be completely disconnected from your circle and to be able to talk to someone and just have no inhibitions mm-hmm. like the ability to just mm-hmm. completely let go and not worry about saying something that might worry someone in your family or that you know what I mean that your family might perceive as like you know extra burden for them to carry or extra burden for you and so for me I feel like there's it's so nice to have that extra outside resource to just dump like literally just dump because that's their job is to take it all and they have their own process so that because everyone dumps on them right but it's like a safe place to just dump because I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. Other, I can't do that to my friends. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like that's, and they don't understand it and they don't have the tools to kind of help you work through some of that. So I, I just really see like a big yeah. benefit to that. So it's so, I mean, I think it's so awesome that your parents introduced you to a therapist so young and just took yeah. away that stigma because I think for a lot of us, like I get messages from people too, who are like, you know, I'm really struggling. I'm like, I really think you need somebody to talk to. And they're like, Oh, well, I have friends and family. I'm like, it's just a totally different experience when you have an outside yeah. resource. I mean, it sounds like you feel the same way. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, it's yeah. All day, all day. I, I'm so, I'm just, I'm so grateful for how my parents helped us process like it was it was it was pretty traumatic when we were kids but it was Mm -hmm. so long ago but I'm so grateful for what they did to help us work through our pain and work Mm -hmm. through because you know what what we were going through because it taught us so many lessons about how to work through adversity and how to work Mm -hmm. through heartbreak and you know how to advocate for yourself and Mm -hmm. like I still use those tools to this this day and I think it's really Mm -hmm. important to, to take care of yourself and you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you have one life and your mental health is so important. And yeah. I think the more that we can keep the conversation going about mm-hmm. like the value of mental health, like, especially, yeah. like, especially, you know, I know this is mental health month, but like, yeah. you know, especially within our community, it's just, it's just so good to have that person that you trust mm-hmm. that like, yeah, like you said, you can just you can ha- have no inhibitions. Yeah. And like, there, there have been times where I talk to my therapist and I'm like, okay, this is going to sound really bad or really horrible. She's like, bring it. Let's go. Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God bless. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like you said, it's so important um, for them to have a background with infertility. I mean, whether or not they've gone through it themselves, I do think it's a plus that they've gone through it because then they really oh, yeah. can like understand um, and empathize with you know, some of the stuff and you don't have to explain all the technical stuff. Cause I have had people where, you know, you're just like, okay, so an egg retrieval is, you know what I mean? And then it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, so 
and because I'm also counting all the dollar signs for everything that I'm spending, I'm like, okay, I just spent 10 minutes on egg retrieval. That's how many dollars out of the total dollar fee oh. of this session. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want to yeah. spend time explaining yeah. what an egg retrieval is. And so I think it, it is right. really nice where you can get technical. Like you said, okay, I had my fifth egg retrieval and, you know, this happened and during stims or whatever. And then they would totally get that. I think that is like so beneficial to find someone but it's hard to find you know hard to find a good one that you mesh with and so I think it's important for people to know too that it may not be your first one like you may not find your magic therapist on your first go around like you it may take a little bit of shopping around to find that good match um but like speaking of like money and all that stuff um so like fortunately you had um the insurance coverage in illinois so like now all of us want to move to illinois so we can get ivf coverage preach preach (laughs) um but so tell me about this fundraiser that you did like how did you come up with this as a way to help fund your your last cycle right yeah so uh, I actually got the idea from Anna from the Cozy Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was uh, looking to transfer her little one, she did this burnt cheesecake fundraiser. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like, I love, love, love that. I wish I lived in California. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, like, like um, we had just hit some roadblocks with some, you know, huge financial burdens outside of infertility um, right at the time where, our, our IVF round failed. Like, oh, it was within two days of each other. Yeah. We found out that we had all of these, like, we had some pretty significant stuff come up within two days of, um, of my retrieval failing. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, shit. Like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like, like we want we want to do all of this like new experimental PRP stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to you know be able to do like all of the extra add-ons for our tenth round. Um like all of the stuff adds up so so quickly like even though we do have like awesome coverage like we're we're still like thousands of dollars every round for all of like the little things and mm-hmm. it's just so frustrating so um anyway so i was you know i, I like I, I love baking i love mm-hmm. it i think it's 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 always been something that i've had and something that i've been pretty decent at so i you know i don't remember where the idea came from it was honestly probably my husband mm-hmm. or from a conversation with a girlfriend I I, I I I don't remember or maybe I just thought of it it doesn't matter yeah but we 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 decided to um to do like a cookie fundraiser mm-hmm. and I was <coughs> excuse me um I was looking at pricing out different options for like okay how much to how much to charge and I just talked to a lot of people about like okay what would you like you're doing this for a fundraiser like what what do you think is a fair price point so uh ended up sending on a number that would like help make the costs like the initial overhead worth it mm-hmm. and um i was talking to anna like okay how did you do this mm-hmm. so uh she she mentioned to god bless this girl she was just so helpful she mentioned um that I needed to go to a restaurant depot uh, where you could buy stuff in bulk, oh. which was a like huge help. So that way I'm not sitting with like, you know, 15 cartons of eggs or whatever yes. in my fridge. It was just like one box. I'm like, okay, that makes it easy. And just you know, the, the, the butter comes in like blocks, like, like the size of a brick. Like it's yeah. so awesome. Um, so anyway, get all the stuff. And uh, I got about, you know, and I put the orders out on Instagram, like, Hey, like I had no idea if people were going to be interested. I, you know, I was expecting maybe, you know, 
10 or 20 people to bite. Yeah. Um, but we put a feeler out on Instagram, like, Hey, would you be interested in a cookie fundraiser? And so sure enough, like, like hundreds of people said, yes, they would be interested. And so, yeah, so I, 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 I put the cookie order, like the order form out. And then I went to restaurant depot to get all the stuff. And so through the month, the end of March and throughout the entire month of April, like any free time I had, I would, I, I baked cookies and there were we- weekends where I would do maybe 20 hours of baking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just like, I, yeah, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. Um, and you know, I had my little system, I had my music playing and John had plenty of time, um, playing video games with his buddy. So <laughs> that was good. Uh, he's like, so when are you going to do more of this cookie thing? <laughs> right, right, right. He really started asking me, he's like, so is tonight a cookie? Night? Yeah. I'm like, why do you want to play? Do you want to play Fortnite with your friends? He's like, maybe. I'm like, okay, you can play Fortnite with your friends. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, God. He's so cute. He's so adorable. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was great. And by some miracle, I managed to get all 200 dozen out. And, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, John helped me with shipping. Like, like he he got the boxes all created, and you know we had packaging parties where I, you know I would I would wrap them in, in in saran wrap and package them, and he would help me tape them up, and we would do like all the address you know addressing together, addressing addressing addressing. addressing yeah, whatever. Cool. I get it. Whatever it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> shipping I, labels. Yeah, I made friends. Shipping labels, right? <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law sent us uh, some return addresses that she made. Just she's like, I just want to help. Just so Aww. precious. Um, yeah, and I made friends with the post office people. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> like, you want to buy some back? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Oh god. They're like, what is this for? I'm like, a fundraiser. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was it was great and you know if we if we end up um pursuing donor egg um we'll we'll probably open up another round of cookie fund, fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I mean just because we like our our savings has taken a huge hit with just this, the the yeah. financial stuff that we had to go through earlier this spring. So mm-hmm. we don't <clears throat> have a ton of wiggle room. So mm-hmm. we're we're we'll probably get that going again. Mm-hmm. Um and does the insurance you know, cover over the summer does the insurance nope. cover oh okay no I, I i i did i haven't done as much research as i did for ibf um but some people are saying that it covers like you can use your insurance um what were they saying you can use your insurance for to cover donor but it's just you just transfer it to a different person which is a little bit different from what I've researched on Etna's website where they're mm-hmm. explicitly like there is no donor egg coverage. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I need to do, I need to do more research mm-hmm. because that that's a little intimidating. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll okay. See. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just another thing to learn about. And, you know, being a teacher means that I have, you know, more, I don't necessarily have three months off, which would be, which would be nice. There's still yeah. a lot going on over the summer, yeah. but I, I, I'm able to choose my own hours, which is really, really nice. So I can mm-hmm. get IVF work done during the day and call clinics and call Aetna and be on the mm-hmm. phone with them and then get my, get my school prep done in the evenings, which is, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. 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 So uh, you did your cookie fundraiser and then you did PRP. You did t- PRP at two different locations, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So we, I mean, again, this is just from like the sheer generosity of others. Uh, Jen Q for Fertility helped us with our, our first round and, uh, Oh God, what a sweetheart. Like we're just so like, Hey Jen, if you're listening, I adore you and I'd love you to bits and pieces. So, so <laughs> me too. Me you. too. <laughs> oh God, isn't she lovely? Yes. Almighty. Just such, so there's just so many wonderful people and like, she is just absolutely one of them. Um, so we, we went out to, uh, Nevada fertility and the Dr. Falk was great. Like he did an awesome job. He was super, super friendly and everything was was pretty straightforward and pretty easy with them. Um, and we, yeah, I, it was, you know, I was, it was, I was really impressed with how smooth, like the procedure itself went. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was sitting there like, but, but what about this? And they're like, yeah, don't worry. We'll take you back and we'll mm -hmm. do the IM shot. And then we'll take you back to the procedure room. Like mm -hmm. they were very like cool as a cucumber. So mm -hmm. that made me feel really good. And mm -hmm. so then they, you, you know, you get the IM shot or you do anesthesia. Um, mm -hmm. I opted for IM just to save some money. And mm -hmm. they, you know, then you get to hang out with Wanda. Um, yes. And then they guide the, the, the PRP needle up there and they inject in it. They inject the, the needle with the, platelet rich plasma which okay quick pause back up you go in earlier in the morning and they take your blood and mm -hmm. then they spin your blood through a centrifuge and then they're able to get the plasma and blah blah blah. so a couple hours later they re-inject that same plasma into your ovaries like directly into it so it's just you know it felt like a little bit of a bee sting it didn't mm -hmm. feel like anything obnoxious or like super painful which was really great mm -hmm. um so I really appreciated that. And then I was just kind of a crampy mess for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I brought my, my little Pranamat thing and my little Saluma red lights. And mm -hmm. I, you know, just, we ordered barbecue and sat mm -hmm. at the Airbnb in mm -hmm. Vegas and just watched movies because I felt like garbage. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we walked the strip and it was great. We got to see a little bit of Vegas. We didn't do any gambling or anything because mm -hmm. I, we don't have any money to gamble right, right now. Right. You are gambling right now. It's called IVF. We are gambling right now. We're doing enough gambling, right? Seriously. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, and it was it, it was a it was a great experience and we're 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 gonna go back there in um in June. Mm -hmm. uh, but in May uh we went out uh to the rejuvenate the rejuvenating fertility center um mm -hmm. with Dr. Murphy and again like he was you know he was able to to help make this happen. We're super, super grateful for to him and he's just he's hilarious. Like he is so like like sweet and like bubbly mm -hmm. and it was just like really fun to get to talk to him. And mm -hmm. like, like I just, I, like I felt like both Dr. Folk and Dr. Murphy are examples of great examples of doctors who like, you just feel so important. Like you feel like the most important person in the room when you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's a really special quality in a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that about both of them. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, with New York, um, we, we, we went out there and uh, you know, the, the it, was, it was a little bit more painful, but like nothing that you can't manage. Um, and then, but the nurses were like, "It's okay to swear. You can squeeze my hand. Like, you got this." <laughs> like the little cheerleaders, like they were, oh, they were so nice. They're so wonderful. Yeah. So it was a, a positive experiences at both places, and I and I couldn't more highly recommend either of them, um, mm -hmm. just based on availability and location. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, and I I, I don't I, I don't regret doing additional rounds um especially since we're on Lupron depot uh because mm -hmm. we're like my my system is shut down um 
for three months and Mm -hmm. there's like my you know it just feels like you're in menopause which is like if okay if this is what menopause is like all right i think i can handle it like yeah it's just really warm yeah <laughs> like all of the time. and then it's really cold <laughs> and, and then it's, it's really, really warm again <laughs> right 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 <laughs> oh my god seriously so you're sweating and freezing all at the same time <laughs> all, all at the same time oh yeah and my, and my my coworkers give me shit because like i'm 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 always i've always been always cold like obscenely mm-hmm. cold and i walk around with jackets when it's like 60 degrees outside and mm-hmm. so like I walked to school the other day. I like went into school with a t-shirt on, and they looked at me. And they're like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, it's just I'm just I'm just it's just hot flashes." And they're like, "Oh, from the stuff." Go, okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, what do you think? Like out of all this, for you know, people who are just starting it, or people who are you know going on their you know first round or two, what do you think has been the hardest thing for you during this whole process? I think th- there's been a couple of different things. Um, some front runners are like have being sidelined and like not knowing what could go wrong and the stuff that you have no idea ends up being the stuff that goes wrong. Um, but, but even more so like the, the hardest thing has been like how much it has changed me and how much like I, it's affected me and I've really had to be mindful in other areas in my life not to let like my insecurities from infertility like leach into those areas like I I like at the beginning of this school year like the grind was real like we had just come off of our second failed transfer and I was just not in a good place mentally and I was letting it affect my work and I love my job I love 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 it and I'm so passionate about it and I love going to work but I was just I was really struggling with my mental health and you know I was cynical and angry and just so tired and you know you know John and I have done a good job like it's you know it's it's definitely affected our marriage um but there's nothing that we haven't been able to work through so like we've become better communicators I've become a better advocate for you know my 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 needs and I know he has as well so it's it's you know, we've, we've learned a lot about each other in a really, really wonderful way that I think will set us up for a great rest of our marriage. Um, but it's just, man, it just, it, it changes you in a way that you just do not expect. And like, I think the more grace you can give yourself and it is the better and it's okay to ask for grace from other people because, even if people can't, if people can't give you grace, then well, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like the, the, the people, the people who love you, they, they will, oh, yeah. they, they, they will, they'll be patient. They'll handle with care. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. And mm-hmm. it's like, all of this is just, it's so hard and you're just, you're, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the same thing happened. I had, I had not anticipated like how hard this would be. Like, I Mm -hmm. did not think that that would be the case. Like, I just had no idea. And then all the stuff that comes up, because, you know, I had, and I don't know if this happened to you too, but, you know, even with, like, uh, recurrent loss or, you know, repeated loss of, um, you know, your pregnancies, I've only had one. And I... um, I am not so good with my feelings. So what I do, it's super, super helpful. What you do is you just bury them. 
And then what happens when you bury them is that you just put more (laughs) stuff on top of it so it stays down. So that can never, ever fail, right? So for people who don't understand, I'm totally being sarcastic. Like, that is a horrible (laughs) way to process anything. Please don't ever do that. It's foolproof. Yeah, right? Lock it up up in a box and then put it in a closet. Yeah, just keep putting more stuff on it. What could go wrong? And so I like I just don't ever process anything because I'm just like, oh, period. It's going to be fine. And uh, so like with the yeah, super helpful. And so like with the loss, I was just like, it's fine. Not a big deal. Like it's whatever. It's all good. And then like during this process, I like I some of that stuff surprisingly is coming up. <laughs> so weird, right? <laughs> Shocking like, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, where did that come from? You know, it's just like yeah. all that stuff, like all the fear and anxiety from a loss too. And then I don't know if you do this, but I do the count backwards and be like, oh, well, today would have been this many months, days, years from that and where would they be now and what would they be doing now or what you know whatever you know and like Uh that like nobody told me that I would do that like nobody told me that you would be processing things like that however many years because it's been seven years since uh, my pregnancy loss and so I'm like I do the math I'm like oh seven years maybe they'd be in like first or second grade they would be in school yeah Yeah, right and it's like oh well you know what would they do would they play sports would they and like your mind just goes there and no one ever tells you that you're gonna do that and that that's normal because like I I, because I lost my pregnancy at about I think they dated it at about seven ish weeks and so same thing, except mine was like a missed miscarriage. So I didn't find out until like a month later. But um, so I, you know, I was just like, oh, it's early, not a big deal. So my doctor was like, it happens. These things happen. Probably just like some genetic chromosomal abnormality that just wasn't a viable pregnancy anyway. You didn't do anything wrong. It just happens. Better luck next time kind of a talk, right? So I was like, oh, cool. Like, like nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Right. Thanks. Cool. Just try again. Got it. (laughs) No problem. And um, still trying. Um, And so just like, right. So like no one tells you throughout that process that like, oh, this will come up and it'll it could come up again. And then you'll go through this period where you just won't even think about it. Like, it's not even in your brain. You won't even think about it. Like, it won't even cross your mind. You'll, like, well, I don't think you'll ever forget about it. But, like, I I just, like, don't even really think about it. And then all of a sudden, something happens. You see a kid walking down the street with a backpack on. Or you see someone holding their kid. Or, like, one of my friends was pregnant at the exact same time. And when I see her and her kid, like, I, I got to the point where I just stopped seeing her. Because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But it, I never acknowledged that. I just, cut, I just ghosted her, which is probably not a very good way to like do something. But, but it's like you're just survival mode, you know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, right? Yeah. So and, and so I think yeah. that like, I mean, I at some point in time want to have a bigger conversation about this. But I I think that 
the people who have experienced this type of loss like need to know that this may or may not happen and don't be surprised if it does it's a totally normal thing and Mm -hmm. you're not weird for doing it because I thought I was weird I thought I was weird because I'm like it was only six weeks it wasn't a big deal why am I doing this like it was it was a blip it was nothing you know what I mean you like try and talk yourself out of it um Mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know if that, like, has that sort of thing happened to you? Like thinking about your previous losses and stuff? Oh, all the time. I mean, I am constantly backdating. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do this. Okay. This is awful self-sabotage, but you know what? So I will, when I'm feeling like really salty, Mm -hmm. I will go on Instagram and like, think about like, okay, how old might, should my little one be? Uh And then I search a hashtag for that age just to like, Oh my gosh. How old my baby should be. I know it's so unhealthy. What's wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. But like, I mean, like that's, that's the kind of stuff this does to you. Like that's what, like this whole process does to you. You do crazy ass shit. Like, because, yes, because you're just like, your mind is just so like tormented by it all and you're just like you you almost you want to like satiate something like you want to you know there's like something like a hunger for something like you you and yours at the time may have been just like I just want to see what they would look like and I just you just wanted to feed that part of your brain and it's just like that's the kind of crazy stuff that happens and I just I mean oh all day oh yeah or like seeing like like you were mentioning like I, I I have okay so there's I have I have three girlfriends who I, I love dearly. Like they're like my sisters and they were all, they all got pregnant before me, but we were all like two months apart mm-hmm. and I was the last one. Mm-hmm. And we have this picture. It was after, yeah, it was, it was the summer after I miscarried mm-hmm. and like they'd all had their babies by then. And so I was like, it was such a visual representation. And like, it's an objectively cute picture of us. Like we live real good, <laughs> but like this is, this is a picture where, I am like a visual representation of the one in the four because mm. I I don't have my baby and the other three did and I was just like what the fuck is this yeah this is yeah. insane <laughs> and and but like the like watching their kiddos grow up like they all had their kids are all just so precious and whenever I see them like all I want to do is just like love them and play mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and like you know and there's no like oh, fuck your kid like yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely not yeah it's just it's the, like feeling is hurt. Um, mm-hmm and frustration and like anger with myself um but it's just it's just so hard to watch them grow up and watch them start talking and developing Mm -hmm. their little personalities and all that stuff or like seeing friends who transferred at the same time as Mm -hmm. I did and like watching like their pregnancies happen and it's like I I don't know it's just it's just all of it's just so hard and the comparison is so real yes. and so visceral because it's yes. such a visual thing you know like oh bump date and I'm like oh I yeah have that as well but I don't yeah this is just from pizza well and like I think the comparison thing like l- let's talk about that mm-hmm. really quick like the the thing that's almost that's like the same self-sabotage thing that you were talking oh, about yeah. earlier with looking you know like you look at people's you know, posts and some people are really good at like, Hey, sensitive posts. Like, and then you're like, cool, not going to look at it. But like, yeah. And it's so hard sometimes to be like, well, they got this many eggs. They got this many fertilized and this many, why can't I do that? Why, what's wrong with me? Why can't like, and then, like you said, you try and copy what they did. You're like, well, 
they did this, this, and this. They got success doing this, this. Let me try it. Let me, I want to do it. Or if you had a good cycle, you probably did this too, right? If you had a good cycle, you're like, ugh. I only do exactly the same thing. And we become so superstitious. And we're like, let me do the exact same thing that we did that cycle so we can try and replicate the same outcome, which like we know it's like you just don't. The whole thing is just so messed up that like even if you tried, you you couldn't, you know, replicate it exactly. Although, I mean, we'll still try. Oh, oh, all day. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I wear the same damn shirt that I wore during my successful retrievals. Yes. Even through all the failed ones, because maybe. Yes. <laughs> maybe it'll still have some lucky juice in it. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, honestly, like I did because my my one good round, I was like, what did I do? I didn't take this supplement. So, you know what? I went and bought in my crazy, like, you know, angry <laughs> at myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get that one supplement because I did come off of that supplement because that must be the that must be the magic bullet. That must be it. That must be the one that's going to change everything, right? So let me just get the stupid thing just in case because it's only however many dollars. And if this is the only thing keeping me from success, then I'll feel really stupid right. if I didn't do it. And it's just like, right. I mean, like all of that stuff too that nobody told me that like you go crazy. Like you said, it's like, well, what if it's this one thing that I did or didn't do that's going to make or break this whole thing, which is like when you step away from it, you're like, yes, this is insanity. Like. But right. when you're Crazy in person, yeah, but you're like in the thick of it, when you're in the thick of it, you're like, but uh-huh. I, I don't want to spare that percent chance. Like what if uh-huh. it's a 1% chance that this could help me, but if I stack a bunch of these 1% chances, then that could be like five or six or whatever. Yep. And I just don't want yep. any of those to escape. So if that means I do PRP plus the supplement, plus this, plus this, plus this, and that can give me just that much more of like an edge, I will do it. Like, yes sign me up I'm game so like no one tells you that you can you'll get that crazy about all of this stuff like right yeah grasping for straws like 100% like doing all of like the the not superstitious but like almost (laughs) yeah almost that stuff like like I bust out my pineapples and my rainbows yes Yes. It looks like Lisa Frank like <laughs> farted in my house. Like it's, like it's insane. Oh my god. <laughs> it's <amazing. laughs> but it's real. It's so real. It's oh my god. I have not heard Lisa Frank in a really long time, by the way. So thank you for that. You're welcome, nineties babies. Um but yeah, and like all of like the pineapples and like the bone broth and the brazilian nuts that like i do i do everything like i don't care if it's a superstition at this point like like if people say this is the round that worked for me was when i ate the pineapple slices yeah i'm like i'm gonna eat the pineapple slices yeah yeah if like if i have to walk on my hands (laughs) backwards like up a hill then yeah sure let me try it right (laughs) i might hurt myself i'm gonna need a spot but (laughs) yeah i'll try it like just yeah do i have to do it on a full moon too sure no problem yeah yeah while mercury's in retrograde okay yeah got it (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay no problem let's do it sign me up (laughs) who else is doing it with me let's go I'll get a bonfire in my back yeah. and dance around counter- counterclockwise and we'll throw in our left shoe. Yeah. That's going to do the trick. 
<laughs> but I, I would do it. I would do it. I'll do it. I'll right. Do it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, whatever. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then yeah. I mean, like, I'm no worse off than I was earlier. Right. 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 I mean, like, uh, like, that's how crazy we get. And like, I've heard the stories with like, you know, the pineapples and the rainbows and all that stuff everywhere. Cause like, we're just like, well, you know, maybe. And okay. So this is how crazy I got because why not? So my last retrieval, this is going to sound like totally crazy, but so I am like obsessed with Encanto. Like I'm just like obsessed with that movie. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Isn't it amazing? Yes. And then, I love it so much. Yeah. So I played the soundtrack like on repeat before my retrieval because I'm like yes. maybe their miracle will be my miracle like I'm like oh yeah the front door looks so beautiful I, I'm just saying like that that is like that is the level of crazy I got so I sat there with my headphones on with my Saluma light thing on for like forever and I played yep. the soundtrack on repeat because I'm like your miracle is my miracle like that right <laughs> Yeah, and when Mirabelle is like, and, and the kids are like, but what about Mirabelle? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm Mirabelle. I know. What about I know. me? I know. Maybe I'll have it right Yeah. Is yeah. Paul's going to start talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And is that's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. So I was like, that's how, like, superstitious I got. Like, that's how, oh like, crazy I got. Because I'm like, well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe I am okay. I am forty-one years old, people. Like I am, I'm not ten or twelve. I'm a full-grown adult, like forty-one years old. Yes, and I was like, maybe, like that's how crazy this stuff makes you. No, I know. Like Disney magic. I know. I, I you know what? I'll take it. If like Fantasia wants to sprinkle a little like magic dust on me, right? yeah. I'll take it. Unicorn juju, right? Right. Seriously. Like, I'm good. I'm, yes, I'll have some of that. Thank you very much. Okay. So, I mean, like, we're a little bit crazy, but what are, like, your top five tips that you would give someone going through this process right now? Um, I know I talked about this a a little bit ago, but just, like, overall, just give yourself grace. Um, Know that this is hard and it's okay to unexpect the expected. So, just be patient with yourself. Um, That's my first one. The second one yeah, it's okay to like lean into these superstitions. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to um, like feel like you're controlling what you can control um, because infertility is such a loss of control. So it's you know if you if you want to buy like the med kit the med organizer and you want to you know get the pineapple stickers and you want to get the cute shirts, great. If that's not your thing, cool. Like you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a lot of of uh, my third one is there's a lot of value in in like doing things for yourself. Like during infertility, like find something that you're really passionate about. Like I I, I I'm a runner and I love to like do like the crazy hit workouts or like the crazy yoga or like the crazy biking. Like I just love crazy hard workouts and I've had to. Um, surrender that uh, for infertility. And that's been really, really tough. So that's, um, that's why I picked up baking. And it's been a great distraction. So distractions are um, distractions are a good thing. Uh, My fourth tip is to find your tribe, Uh, find people who will be there for you through anything. And like, I, I so love my 
women, my girlfriends and guy friends, honestly, at this point too, um, who get it and who, you know, I, I can show up and just be in like a piss poor mood and they still, they, they love me still. Or like they'll, you know, text out of the blue and be like, how are you doing? Like, no, really, how are you doing? Or mm-hmm. like during stims, like if they follow my, inst- my, my infertility, IVF, inst- my IVF, IG, mm-hmm. a lot of letters. <laughs> um, but if they follow that one, like they'll text me and be like, Hey, how are you feeling through stims? Or like ask questions or whatever. And just like, like, like all of that. Um, and, uh, the last one, if, uh, if you're pursuing this with a spouse or a partner, um, just just know that it's it's okay if you feel that this journey <laughs> I hate the word journey yeah. this roller coaster um this journey yeah. it sounds so fun I know <laughs> you're gonna go on a journey yeah <laughs> suck it <laughs> oh, <God. But laughs> um, this process um if it changes your relationship that's okay and that's normal and mm-hmm. just do everything you can to take care of yourself and take, take care of your partner. And it's okay if some days are harder than others mm-hmm. and all of this is hard all the time and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like, that's probably what I wished someone would have told me is that like, Hey, by the way, this is going to suck. Like in, in a supportive way, right. Not to like dash everyone's dreams or anything, but it does for right. like a lot sure. of us, a lot yeah. of us don't get yeah. the one round perfect, whatever. A lot of us, are struggling and have these multiple rounds and stuff like that you know particularly if you're older but even if you're not like yourself I mean I don't think obviously none of your doctors expected this either because you're like oh hey guarantee you got this like no biggie like we'll just you know we got this we'll just do a round and we'll be all good so I mean there's no guarantees in any of this and I think if you're prepared to do more than one round, if you only need one round, then hooray. That's amazing. That's great news. It's so wonderful. Thank God. Yes. But if not, then you're like, it it breaks my heart when, when, when other like women reach out to me and they're like, I know, I know your journey has been a lot harder or a lot longer, or I've only done three rounds. It's like Mm -hmm. girlfriend stop. Like, like even having to do one is like, it's heartbreaking and it's devastating. And like, like, it just all all of this is hard regardless of how many rounds one does it's they're they're all just different types of hard and that's yeah. okay. it's okay and and it's not the suffering olympics either so it's not like right yeah, yeah seriously yeah yeah so it's not like there is no like oh well you suffered more than i did so therefore what i feel is less than it's not it's right. everyone's like on their own path everyone's doing their own process and you know there's so many of us that have other factors other variables that tie into this life home you know just work like all that stuff that ties into it and so it's it there is no like suffering olympics no one's handing out gold medals for whoever suffers the most so no you just get more bills (laughs) (laughs) that's your medal that's your gold yeah here you go here's another one you met your deductible (laughs) a long time ago (laughs) you're like sweet let's order everything that's like you're like you know if any like who can win fastest to meeting their deductible you're like anyone doing ivf (laughs) yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna have a competition let's just let's do the competition who who reaches their deductible first yeah oh my gosh i love this this is hilarious okay so i have a few questions for you 
Um, so the first is not a question, but a comment. Um, it is from our girl, Lucky Baby Lamb, and she just says, oh. Alex is a badass. So she's just sending you some love. <laughs> Annie, I adore you. Annie, you're the best I know. girlfriend. <laughs> she is the best. Um, okay, second question for PRP. Uh, do you prefer uh, Dr. Folk or Dr. Murphy's methods? Do you have a preference? Nope. Okay. <laughs> cool. There. I, 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 I don't. Um, yeah. Did you notice the difference? The was there a difference? Yeah, I noticed um, with Dr. Murphy, it was a little bit more intense. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? What do you mean by reasons. intense? Like it just hurt more or it, like there was more it shots? Hurt, it, it oh, hurt okay. more. Yeah, it just hurt more. Um, but like, I, I'm sure if I were to do it again, it would feel different. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I think if you're between the two, um, the, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you really can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. And then this next question is, uh, will this be your last round and why? Yup. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> we are so tired. Yeah. We're tired and we're ready. And like, we've, we've, we've like uh, with my queen therapist, she's mm-hmm. just, uh, I love her so much. Um, she, uh, she's helped us me um process grieving my genetics and like i i'm 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 ready to move on to donor um and we're doing this last round and we're fortunate enough to have this last round to 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 have the the grieving process and just Mm -hmm. like say goodbye um so we're 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 at peace with it we're ready and we're already you know we're already starting to think about like you know egg banks and you know how we go from there so we're Mm -hmm. We're done. Yeah. Closing this book. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what's next? You said you're, are you staying at the same clinic or are you going to change clinics? Yes. Okay. We're going to, we're going to finish it out with this clinic um, just because they, they know me and I just, I don't want to be like a first round of a new clinic who doesn't know how special I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Special with an asterisk. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, And quotations and italics and underline and right with yeah right footnotes yeah (laughs) right um but we're 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 ready yeah right uh we're we're ready to uh to move on and we we have a great plan for our last round and we're we're happy with it and I think we've also reached the point of like considering like what other doctors have said and like being like like i'm starting to to doubt like i don't even know i don't know if that's gonna work at this point like we've done we've done everything we've done so many different types of protocols Mm -hmm. so we're we're ready to go with our last round 10 in july um so we've got the prp is uh next like not this upcoming week but the week after uh that's our last round of prp and then lupron depot the last shot of that happens in three weeks from now Mm -hmm. and then um, once I get my period, then we will baseline and mm-hmm. we will do our last round of stims. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then what are you what are you adding this time? You said uh, what are the new things that you're adding for this 10th round? Or what are you doing oh, differently? Uh, just just lower. We're doing we're adding. <laughs> I haven't looked at this doc for a while because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, just like trying to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're doing less stem and less men appear so mm-hmm. like more along like the lines of like a gentle like mini oh, okay. mm-hmm. um and letrozole that's the other one we're mm-hmm. doing we're adding letrozole as well mm-hmm. which i've done in the past and i 
can't remember if we had success with Letrozole. I don't know. It's all a blur. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. We're we're not doing Omnitrope because it's like it's just I think it just overworked stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad we tried it. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we, um, you know, essentially paid you know with the, like my second arm for that i'm gonna choke yes but it was it was worth it for the shot mm-hmm. and then in the lab is the lab gonna do anything different with your eggs so no ICSI period mm-hmm. exclamation point underline bold italics no mm-hmm. ICSI uh just because my eggs are they're too fragile mm-hmm. special little snowflakes and they just <laughs> they can't they can't handle the heat in the kitchen yeah <laughs> uh, that's fine <laughs> Um, so no ICSI, uh, we'll do, uh, oh God bless it. Gold media, I think. Uh And that's, that helps. My doctor has explained this 15 times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sure for those of you who are listening are like, okay, we know gold media (laughs) and I'm butchering the explanation. Um, but it just, it just adds like another thing to help with fertilization. Uh Um, and we'll do assisted hatching. Uh Um, and We'll check them on day three and oh, <laughs> we're going to do a day three fresh transfer. Oh, it's the other oh, okay. humongous thing that I've yeah. just been forgetting. I'm like, what? There's, there's something else significant about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do a day, a day three fresh transfer. Uh, oh, okay. I've never done it before. Yeah. I've never done a fresh transfer before. Um, my estrogen gets really high really quick. So uh-huh. if my numbers stay low enough and if things behave, then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do, be able to do it. Um, beyond that like we've talked about doing a day three freeze all but Mm. part of me is like do we push the others to day five and then pgt test any we get but the other part of me is like wait a second do you remember the last time you got day five blastocyst oh right that was two years ago yeah so i don't know i'm still going back and forth on what yeah we should do (laughs) yeah oh that's interesting so you do it day three fresh transfer i mean i've heard people try that like some people who just um one gal i'm thinking of in particular um she just said her embryos don't do well outside of her body they just tend to do better inside her body and so she does a day three fresh transfer and she's had success with that success to some degree she the pregnancy just for whatever reason she said her current pregnancy loss but whenever they tested the embryos after the miscarriage um the they're chromosomally normal so I'm like, I wow. think that's really interesting. I mean, I'm going to talk to her yeah. a little bit uh, about it a little bit more because just me being older and me having really like crummy eggs. Um, yeah. I'm cu- I'm curious, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to know more about it and whether or not, because my doctor's talked a little bit about it. She's like, oh, maybe we'll do a fresh transfer. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. Ooh, yeah, interesting. I know. I'm like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have transitioned into the freeze all and then, you know, and then yeah. you know you know wait for especially older people like me wait for the pgd testing and then transfer and then mm-hmm. you know go from there because then you know you, you have you're transferring your best embryos uh but since i can't make any then um you know it might just yeah. be you know you try and see and you know i wonder sometimes if maybe some just tend to do better in the body or something so maybe a fresh transfer mm-hmm you know, might be a good thing. So you have to let me know how it goes for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, how do people follow you? How do people find you? And you know, what if they have questions for you, how can they reach you? So my, uh, my IG handle is bringing home baby backs. 
uh, with underscores in, in the middle of all the words. I was like going along the lines of like trying to get like the Chili's baby back ribs vibes going on. <laughs> so I'm like, how can I be you know adjacent to that jingle from Chili's from back in the day? I was I was gonna be I was thinking about being like I want my baby backs, baby backs. Oh, I'm just I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. But so we just settled on uh, so yeah, bringing home baby backs, bax. Um, and I'm an, I'm an open book. My husband and I are happy to talk about anything. Like we've been we've seen a lot, um, and we haven't seen everything. Mm-hmm. But like I love to be there for other people going through this. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's your first round, if you're doing IUI, if you're just doing uh, timed intercourse, or not just you know, but if you're if you're doing timed intercourse, or it doesn't matter where you are in your journey, mm-hmm. journey <laughs> process. <laughs> but I'm you know we're we're here for you, and um, it you know it's 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 cute. Like I I, I made uh, some really close girlfriends uh, mm-hmm. through Instagram. Yeah. And, all of the husbands have sort of met. So it's like oh. it's four girls and like all the four husbands like, like know each other. So like, like they play video games together and that's probably who my husband was playing video games with <laughs> just now while, while we were chatting, which is so funny to me. Oh, God, so cute. oh my gosh. Like all the girls are like, like chit chat and like, then the boys will go do boy things. Yeah. 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 You're like, Oh, let's talk about our cycles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. But it's funny, like, we, we've, like, I, we, John and I have hung out with each of these three couples, like, individual, like, in person, and, like, the amount of, like, talk about anatomy, like, talking about anatomy that happens without anyone being phased, it's pretty incredible. Like, yeah, yeah my uterus, my uterine lining, <laughs> and the other husband is just like, yeah, it's, it's not weird at all. Or, like, periods, right? You'll do period talk, like, it's oh, yeah. nothing, right? Like, yep. In any other conversation, right? But then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On cycle day three, oh, my gosh. And they're like, yeah, okay. She gets like that, too. (laughs) Like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, her, too. Mm -hmm." (laughs) Like, like so intimately knowledgeable about your cycle that I'm sure they had no desire to ever be that knowledgeable about your menstrual cycle. Oh, a hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> but I feel that same way too. So we have that yes. in common. <laughs> yes, totally. Well, oh my gosh, it was like so fun talking to you. Like I knew you were my IVF twin. I had such a great time. Yes, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh. So um, hopefully you'll come back at some point and we could talk yes, about that. Yes. And have an update and see what's going on and kind of yes. what ended up happening with your 10th cycle. And then hopefully we have to yeah. talk transfer and all that good stuff later on. Oh my gosh. Fingers crossed, right? Seriously. Yes. Yes. I'm sending you like all the good fertility juju that I can send you because I'm just hoping. Oh, I'm hoping, you, my hoping. Friend. Yes. I'm like, yeah. that's all we want for each other. Like, that's what I was saying. on like, I forget which episode, but uh, like you said, like this tribe is just so wonderful and so supportive. Everyone's yeah. always just sending like good energy out to everyone else. Like, cause we all yeah. want the same thing and it's like, we all want the same thing for each other. And I think that's why it's so good to like find yeah. the right group of people, especially like, I mean, I've gotten really lucky. Like you made some really good friends on here, which I had like, I had no idea what happened. I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like you know, stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what it feels like sometimes. I'm like, 
did we just become best friends? Like, <laughs> so, like, I know. Well, I can't wait to hear your update. Um, But, you know, in the meantime, I'll keep following you and pestering you online. Um, But hopefully we'll talk again soon. And I'm so excited for you. Keep my fingers crossed and um, hope that you have some success. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you want a question or topic covered in future episodes, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at 40 and infertile. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for alerts and new episodes, and I hope to see you back again soon. Bye.